girls are gonna be up your vagina next year. Every time I come to visit you, you're gonna be scissoring a different girl. Dude, scissoring is not a thing. Don't knock it until it's you not tried a thing. it. Don't knock it until you tried it. What if I don't use my hands? You can make yourself come using only your mind. No. That's like the one thing my mind can't do. No, I use just other stuff. A oh. little elephant? No, stop. That weird crochet pig. My grandma gave me that. You don't tell me what it is. You know I'm going to get Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Luck Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today, we are discussing Book Smart, directed by Olivia Wilde. Yes, Olivia Wilde. She is uh, an actress we've seen on many things, uh, whether it's uh, been uh, Tron, The Incredible, Burt Wonderstone, The Lazarus Effect, The Words, Life Itself. Yes, Life Itself. Uh, uh, Vinyl. She's been on uh, the HBO Vinyl Show. She's been on a ton, in a ton, in a ton of media. TV, movies, and uh, music videos. So, really, what is Olivia Wilde's secret? Well, she's an actress and an activist. Uh, Olivia Wilde is a modern-day Renaissance woman. I would say, let's see, I believe this is her first directorial debut. Let me go back and make sure that I have that correct. Um, Let's see. So she has directed, uh, let's see, a short called Free Hugs in 2011. And then she directed, let's see, a music short. It was a, looks like a music video. Um, Edward Sharp. And then Red Hot Chili Peppers, Dark Necessities. That must be another uh, music video. And uh, yeah, this is her directorial debut um, for uh, a feature and a feature film. And honestly, I'm blown away. On I, I just I am blown away. The writers on this are Susanna Fogel, Emily. Halpern and Sarah Haskins, and it's uh, also written by Katie Silberman. Katie Silberman was known for being a writer on Set It Up, Isn't It Romantic, uh, How to Be Single, and Hot Pursuit. Um, She was also, sorry, uh, Sarah Haskins was on Blackish. She's a producer on Blackish and uh, Get Him to the Greek. Uh, She's Girl in the Crowd on there, I guess. (laughs) I'm not really sure what else she is. Um, Good Girls is another show Sarah Haskins has written. And um, Emily Halpern, let me see what she's gotten real quick. She was um, a writer on Good Girls as well, The Mayor and Imaginary Mary and Blackish. It seems that a lot of these um, uh, female writers, all these are female writers, um, and Susanna Fogel have a TV and movie background. Um, Susanna Fogel did the uh, was a writer on The Spy Who Dumped Me, uh, 2018, featuring uh, 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 Mila Kunis and uh, Justin Thoreau um, and Kate McKinnon. So um, let's go back. Uh, Book Smart, rated R, hour forty two minutes. Budgeted on, uh, what, let's see if I can find, I can't find, uh, I don't see the budget, I don't see the budget yet, so, 
If I find the budget, I'll find it. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But anyway, I believe this movie was picked up by Netflix um, recently. So this is... When I say Netflix, I, I'm not sure if I mean Netflix worldwide. I, it, Netflix is kind of weird with their uh, their releasing uh, release dates and stuff like that. So um, at the moment, you can get it at pretty much your local, uh, you know, Cineplex or whatever. Um, so here's the synopsis: On the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars, best friends, realize they should have worked less and played more. Determined not to fall short of their peers, the girls try to cram four years of fun into one night. So, many people will probably have, I don't know, ideas of what they um, what they could compare this movie to. I, f- I feel like if I said this is a comparison to this movie, quote-unquote, another movie I'm thinking of, then it's going to give away the entire plot, entire synopsis. Um, it is a coming-of-age film. However, it takes about 70 to 80% of the majority of the uh, the narrative from other movies that are in these situations. And when I say that, it's got that Breakfast Club vibe, the Clueless vibe. It's got the, uh, the Super Bad vibe. It's got the... Uh, the kind of eccentric, characteristic high schoolers that all have these different uh, affectations about them, and um, they all are really different in that way, as what I would say. It's extremely diverse, very funny. I laughed through it multiple times, like gut-richingly laughed. Um, the last, uh, the, the last act was a little bit hanky panky, I would say. Um, I, I don't know. I say that I, I would say plot contrived. What I would say is this movie feels like the movie super bad, uh, written by two progressive or several progressive women in 2019 or, you know, uh, I guess it was 2018 whenever this was written, but, um, it feels like that, and it's slightly more fantastical and less realistic than, um, let's say, Superbad. Or maybe The Breakfast Club. I haven't seen The Breakfast Club in a very long time, so I can't remember it being ridiculous or fantastical. So um, I would say that this movie kind of goes above and beyond and into, let's say, the realm of realism. I don't think this is not is realistic. Not that that's a bad thing, but I just didn't think it was that realistic. Um, but um, let's see. Anyways, the two leads are Caitlin Deaver and Beanie Feldstein as Amy and Molly. Caitlin Deaver plays uh, Amy, and Caitlin Deaver is known for being an actress on Last Man Stand, uh, Them That follow okay beautiful boy the front runner outside in detroit we don't belong here all summers uh and uncharted 4 the game i guess and uh justified on fx so she's been on uh you know a handful of things and she's she's a 
pretty good actress from what I see. I, yeah, she's gone. She was in the Leo DiCaprio movie, J. Edgar. Um, she's been in Curb Your Enthusiasm. She was in Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz. Yeah, I mean, this she definitely has a ton of stuff under her belt. So she is not um, new to the game. Uh, Beanie Feldstein. So... If I hadn't seen this comment right before I watched the movie, I would have no idea except for the fact that they have the exact same personality. Beanie Feldstein sounds and acts exactly like her older brother, Jonah Hill. Excellent comedic actor and, 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 and just regular actor, and, and, but I, I would say especially in comedy uh Jonah Hill is exceptional in it, and it seems him and his sister both have this skill of being absolutely hilarious. Um, Beanie Feldstein definitely she she plays basically the Jonah Hill character in Superbad, kind of loud, bombastic, while um, and she wants to go do crazy stuff. While Caitlin Deaver is more of the the toned down, more um, you know less outgoing um you know friend of friend of the group and so um they they kind of fit each other like a little puzzle piece and so the chemistry between them is excellent the writing is amazing the music it works it's got this funky jazz thing kind of going on funky groove music kind of is what i'd say kind of similar to how super bad was there's so many comparisons to super bad and and it's it's hard to uh, get into spoilers too much without saying holy shit, holy shit, you know. So um, there are some minor things that set this um, apart from, let's say, Super Bad, uh, you know, or or you know, something like The Breakfast Club. I, the thing the reason I'm not comparing The Breakfast Club and Clueless is because it's been a very long time since I've seen this. I was like, eh, I don't want to compare those too much. But Super Bad is one of my fa- all time favorite movies just because of uh, the the comedy writing and character development you get over one day, and uh, I've watched it tons of times, never bored from it. So I was really having a hard time not comparing this movie to that. So um, yeah, I I was never bored with Booksmart, and I thought the writing in it and everything just about from the acting um, to the small characters, the subtle characters that they have sprinkled throughout this entire movie are uh, are excellent. I would say that they. Um, are what make this movie... They, they, it's the, the side characters are just as important as your main characters, uh, mostly because they heavily rely on them for, for some of these, um, you know, hilarious scenes that you know, happen throughout the, the movie. And so, honestly, I didn't have tons to say in the you know the negative category i thought the cinematography especially they use this uh amazing blend of uh anytime you use like neon lights or something like that always looks so good uh john wick kind of is an example of that they in the first john wick they did that as well um in the fighting pretty much anything with neon lights just looks looks great but um but there's some great underwater shots in this as well. Just, just great uses of cinematography in this, and um, it's a very beautiful film. I'd say that, in comparison to some of the other films that I've been comparing this to, that this is one of the best-looking films that I could say. 
The direction in it is impeccable. I couldn't believe that Olivia Wilde was the one to bring this. Um, I, I definitely want to see some more of uh, what she has to bring to the table. This is probably one of the strongest directorial debuts for uh, an actor that I've seen in a very long time. Um, I don't remember if Jim from The Office, uh, if that was A Quiet Place, was his first directorial debut, but if it was in comparison, this is like a, this is almost as big as like Bradley Cooper coming out and, you know, directing A Star is Born and singing in it. <laughs> if Olivia Wilde was in this and singing in it, I think this would be her Star is Born. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, excellent actors and uh, actresses throughout this whole thing. And I love the progressiveness throughout it. Um, and it's diverse as fuck. I mean, I mean very, pro- very <laughs> progressive. It, 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 it makes it, I don't know, maybe just because it's been a very long time since I've been in school, but I was like, wow, these the kids these days in, in high school, and I'm saying the kids these days, like I'm an old ass, but I mean, um, being 25, you, you, it's been a while since I've been in high school, so you, they, it's been a while since I've, you know, been in a high school to see what everyone acts like, but, uh, I, I found it interesting to kind of get a glimpse into the world of, uh, what progressive 2019 looked like from a high school perspective in Southern California, I would believe, uh, or somewhere in California. I couldn't exactly tell. All these movies that they have in comparison to all generally take place in uh, California for some reason. I guess that's just the best way to shoot it, best place, easiest. Um, anything else we need to talk about in the spoiler section? Let's talk in the spoiler section now about Booksmart. So we're talking in the spoiler section about Booksmart. We don't have tons to say. This is pretty much a beat for beat for Superbad, for better or for worse. Um, kind of minus the McLovin and uh, switch up some of the gender politics. But uh, other than that, this is um, a, a fantastic movie. We do get to see at the very end with uh, Amy running running out as a decoy for everybody so that uh, everyone can get a, um, get out of the party that they were trying to get to. Um, ultimately, the the different goals that they were trying to go to, just it felt kind of repetitive in, in the way. I would say the, the one long night thing in Superbad felt a little bit more, um, like it made more sense because the different stops, they had to go along the way. They had to get the alcohol. They had to get this, they had the other. Um, then uh and then and then go to a house party versus this is like uh you know go to a this felt like go to a house party stop have kind of a quick set piece go to a party stop have a quick set piece go to a party stop have a quick set piece and then somewhere in the middle throw that cartoon thing of them tripping acid uh, you know acting like dolls um which was pretty crazy by the way i think they were trying to do that doll thing in comparison to there's a cartoon sketch that happens in um, sort of a cartoon sketch montage that happens in Superbad. I think that was kind of supposed to be the the uh, same sort of style of it. Um, but anyways, I would say, um, let me see, anything else? I didn't really like how Amy was uh, the one to get um, arrested. There wasn't really any repercussions be- from them having this uh, this blowout. I know that it, they had to have some sort of blowout, but I felt like ultimately there was no real reason that they should have this blowout. 
Um, I love the side characters, uh, their interaction. The there's two very flamboyant guys that are in the that are leading all of the uh, the play stuff and whatnot. This guy with glass. Uh, let me see what these guys these guys' names are. Um, I'm not even sure if they're gay in real life, but they were so funny um, in the movie. I just couldn't get over it. Let me see. Um, the teacher, Jessica Williams, plays Miss Fine. My gosh, she was fine. And, uh, yeah, there's a hilarious joke with her at the end, trying to, uh, like, say what's up to the student she had talked to or hooked up with or something at the very end. And she grabs some girl's hair. She's like, hey, how you doing? She's like, <laughs> uh, Jason Sudeikis is Principal Brown. He plays one of those kooky cab drivers in, um, in this. And there is, like, four or five scenes of them hopping into a random car and it being a very awkward situation. As a matter of fact, when they were watching the the, I think they were watching porn or something in the back of the principal's car during the uh, the uh, during his Uber drive or ride, it was so it was definitely predictable. But I thought it was hilarious. I was like, <laughs> I was just like, I was dying when he said, "Oh, is that Cardi B?" <laughs> oh, Kurt. <laughs> um, Lisa Kudrow um, as uh, Charmaine is, uh, I believe that's Amy's mother and Will Forte as uh, the father. They, I just wanted more of them because they they were so supportive of their uh, their you know daughter coming out and just there was just hilarious jokes of them you know <laughs> goofing it up and. I felt like there was appropriate. I'm not sure if this is going to... The majority of it felt like it would age pretty well for at least five to ten years, but I don't know. Super bad in a couple of these movies did not age well at all. Um, Super bad's kind of iffy on it. Um, the girl... Um, I guess we can kind of go down the line. Okay, so Mason Gooding plays Nick. Never had, never thought that uh, Beanie Feldstein and Molly, Molly and Nick had any um, chemistry, even though they were in like a scene or two and they're bickering and it's kind of that type of thing. Um, didn't think it was as strong, um, but uh, Skyler uh, Gizano plays Jared, and he's he plays the rich boy who he's the tryhard who. Um, just happens to have all the money in the world and none of the friends to share it with. And uh, he had a great attitude, but he was just too much of a try-hard. Um, great actor. Kind of felt like I could have gone for more of him. I liked where his story went. Um, Diana Silvers is Hope. I thought she was gorgeous. And she has she plays the, the love interest, so I guess that makes a lot of sense. Um, she's in Glass. Oh, wow. I didn't know she was in Glass. Um... She's also in the new movie uh, Maggie, the the scary movie, and she's going to be, or she was in Into the Dark. So yeah, she's she's slowly getting her, um, um, slowly getting her um, foot in the door. But um, I thought she was good as Hope. I saw her at the beginning of the movie. I was thinking, wow, she is gorgeous, but. She didn't get hardly any lines until the very end. And the end is so damn predictable. I was like, 
Amy's gonna Amy's gonna try to hook up with her in the bathroom. It's not gonna go well. She's gonna tell her to leave. I was like, this is word for word almost like some of the other movies I've talked about. Um, Billy Lord as Gigi. Um, I was just like, <laughs> uh, okay, so Gigi. She's there's like a run on gag of Gigi just randomly showing up throughout all these parties throughout the night, jumping off the boat. Uh, playing the piano at the end. Uh, just this actress was so ridiculous, but it was it was hilarious at the same time. And the run-on joke uh, like that worked. Um, Molly Gordon plays the girl they call AAA. And I was like, why are they calling her AAA? And it was because she was blowing guys when they like picked them up. Picked, I don't know, when she picked them up. And uh, I thought... There was one perspective that uh, they did touch on on this that I liked that I didn't think they were going to touch on at all. And that was um, the fact that she she said, yeah, I, I like doing it. She kind of owned up when she owned up to doing, uh, kind of being a little, little bit of a hoe, you know? And she was open and honest about it and confident. And the way that she had that open conversation with Molly was kind of eye-opening to me because I feel like we as a, as a society don't necessarily accept females being open about their sexuality, whether it's gay, straight, or whatever. Um, normally, I've, I kind of feel like it's, it's bashed on. And I don't know, just having a female on screen kind of come out and say, yes, I've been with a couple of guys, so what? You know, I've you know, enjoyed it. It, it It's mostly it, it, within a safe manner. Um, you know, it's, if it's a guy doing it, he's high fived. If it's a female, she's bashed for it. So I enjoyed, uh, the writers putting this scene in specific, specifically because it's, uh, from what I see, it looks like a female empowerment scene, especially in, um, with the sexual undertones that are, um, but it's not spoken sexually, but just in in content and how it's um, in in what is said. So I just I just liked how a lot of this movie was written, even though I would say it was somewhat predictable. The stakes were eh, um, could be debatable, um, and yeah, and I I did feel something at the end is uh, is the most important thing. The very end when she's dropping her friend off was something that we didn't get to see in some of these other movies I've spoken about that uh I that you know that were, were really touching it kind of hit me on the level more of less like a, a ladybird or something like that a real coming of age story and uh I enjoyed it I I enjoyed the hell out of book smart I don't know if I would give it a higher rating than super bad if not equal but I couldn't recommend it more so uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, we, we even had Edgardo, uh, what's his name in there? Edgardo um, Franco as Theo. Um, let me see. Oh, oh, it was Austin Crute as Alan and Noah Galvin as uh, George. Those two guys were hilarious. I was, uh, I was dying laughing after that. Um and then we had Michael Patrick O'Brien. I guess he is uh, a, 
comedy actor is what it looks like, but he was the pizza delivery guy. And when they jumped in the car, I think that was when they when I realized that they had jumped the ship or jumped the shark in the movie. There's a couple parts in the movie I was like, this would never fucking happen. And it was like Amy and Molly trying to act like robbers to get information of what address the pizza delivery driver went to. Hilarious scene, but it also took me straight out of the movie. I was like, whoa, this is way, this would not happen. Um, and then he proceeds to talk about how, what, if he was a crazy guy, then what he would have done. So, um, let me see anything else. Um, when Amy gets, uh, caught by the cops, I thought it was a little unrealistic just by her being the one to create the diversion and we don't actually get to see what happens it's all we we get put in Molly's perspective by that point. Um, yeah, she's kind of put in jail with no repercussions. And then at the very end of the movie, um, when she's driving what's his face's crazy looking car through the fence into the graduation ceremony, that would never fucking happen. I don't understand why they had to go through the gate. That was just <laughs> damn ridiculous. So um, yeah, that was the only thing I thought it was a little crazy. Other than that, I thought it was uh, beautifully funny, is what I would say. I I really liked it and had some great dramatic parts, amazing acting, and uh, yeah, couldn't recommend it more. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Lucky Dog. Who the hell are we listening to? The Lucky Dog Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or concerns, please let me know at the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail dot com. Check us out on Twitch TV slash Lucky Dog Podcast. Check out the Instagram, the Facebook page, the uh, all the social medias that we're on. We are have we have the full podcast on SoundCloud, and uh, yeah, we appreciate all your support. Your donations help keep the lights on in the Lucky Dog Podcast. So please help us. Keep on listening. Rate us, share us, subscribe us. You already know what to do. Take it easy. Make thy plans to attend the drama department's summer program, Shakespeare in the Park. King what? It's what we did in my summer program last year in Barcelona, when I lived in Barcelona. Mm-hmm.